Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now is the time to help us out. There are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episodes, or become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's reunion time, which means all the drama from the season and the internet will be aired out like dirty laundry. It's time to break down another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11. With an episode filled with tricks, stunts, and shenanigans, who better to drag these girls than the stunt queen of queens, Jax? How are you? I'm doing great. I love that intro. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, that'll be like $20. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How, how, how's it going? You enjoying this heat? No, I am no. not. Um, the M and the R are not running. Correct. I am a sweaty mess, and you know now I'm in a pissy mood, so I'm ready to talk. Oh shit about no, drag race. pissy mood Jax is my favorite. Oh, she's everyone's favorite. Oh my god. Well, yeah. So we're here to talk about the reunion. Where did you get to watch the episode? Um, I got to watch it at Fresco's Cantina Ooh. with my sister Sherry Poppins. Mm-hmm. We did a drag we race reunion together. It was fun. We ate tacos, talked shit, and we threw wigs at each other, just like Raja did to Ariel, and that was... Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I watched it again at the Chelsea Bell with Nicole Noscopy, which was fun. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Honey Davenport's new video, Stand For You, Nicole Noscopy appears in it, and now that um, image of her circling, and yeah, it's the back of my phone. We love kaleidoscopes. We love kaleidoscopes. It's quite the video yes. Evie Oddly's in it yes alright so eyes. three eyes and three boobs and three butts three butts alright so let's talk about it we open up this episode talking about who else Miss Vanjie after a taped segment with the Vanjie highlights of season 11 it's time to talk about the girl who's back 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 um, Vanjie says she's glad to get the Wonka ticket to come back and be with the Oompa Loompas again uh, first off let's talk about the face it is very different. Yeah, she did have a date with Dr. Zizmore, and those teeth are new. Oh, yeah, the teeth 100% new. Um, lots of filler. Lots of filler. But I think it's also just, like, she changed her makeup. Yeah, she did. It's very yeah. soft. It's very natural. It is. Also, um, a, lot, a couple girls, they do this thing that Valentina does, that rather than, like, starting with a base mm-hmm. for their foundation, they just do a circle Interesting. on their face of highlight, and it's just, like, it's all nose and forehead. Yeah. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I, I like it. It's different. It's going to take a little adjustment. Um, but I think the biggest change is the, the, the mouth area with the yeah. teeth and the, the injections and stuff. The cheeks, like her new cheeks make her mouth look smaller. Yeah. A lot smaller. Even though she probably put filler in the lips. A little bit. A little bit, probably. Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't? Do you? No, I want to though. Oh if I god. had that money, I would. I'd like. Oh my god, you yeah. and everybody else. I can't. I can't take it. Well, Vanjie says it was embarrassing to be eliminated right before the top four, and she claims that she was mad at herself for bringing so many swimsuits. And due to traveling, she did most of her look designing over the phone, and she didn't realize they were all making her swimsuits. And I call bullshit on that one. I do too. I mean, when you're someone of that high caliber, you have a brand, right? And you have a team. You have a team that is helping you get ready for the show. And you, at least in my eyes, you should be organizing it all. You should know, yeah. okay, this is what I'm doing for this look. That, and if you're not doing it that way, then you're not preparing properly and you deserve what you get. You're not preparing properly and you're not creating your own your own representation of yeah. yourself. Like, just going to a designer and being like, I like this silhouette. Make something for me in that silhouette. That's not... Right. Designing. No. And That's just you, saying, this you, is the shape of my past. You have so many queens on this season who tell stories through their looks on the runway. Mm-hmm. She just didn't really do that. Yeah. She had some great looks, like the, um, what's the, the, um, the horoscope look mm-hmm. was great. The Libra? The Libra look. That's what yeah. it was. I can't remember what sign. Right. And like, so when you do that kind of look, that stands out. We want more of that. We want more yeah. storytelling. We want more themes didn't really do it i mean sugar was frustrated that she got a pass due to her silhouette all season long yeah um but yeah that's vanjie and that's producer interference maybe uh soju thinks vanjie was so scared after her first season and that's why she tried to show up her body 
Yeah, I get that. It's true. Well, if we're going to talk about Vanji, the next logical person to talk about is Brooklyn and Brangy. Well, this is the first on-screen love affair in Drag Race history, according to RuPaul, as we apparently forget that there was, like, a cute little love affair between Jinx Monsoon and Ivy Winters. Didn't that happen, or did that not really count? That was more of a crush. That was a crush that was completely one-sided from Jinx, because Ivy had a boyfriend. Right. So it was just, like... They I tried mean, to make it the listen, I, if I were around Ivy Winters, I would crush on her, too. Oh, yeah. She's so cute. She's a cutie. I love her. Uh, but, yeah, let's kiki about their kai-kai. Uh, Brooklyn says that Vanjie started flirting first, and Vanjie says Silky is the one who screamed to Brooklyn in the hallway that Vanjie had a crush, and then there was something about Canadian bacon, and I didn't really understand that, and the rest is workroom history. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I thought it was just a way for both of them to kind of get more airtime. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what a lot of the girls were trying to say. I mean, the world was dying to know, are they still a couple? No. No, no, they're not. Uh, And Brooklyn says that they tried to make it work for four months, but with Vanjie's traveling, Brooklyn not traveling, it made it hard. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. I get it. Long distance is scary. Not fun. No, not at all. This is very relatable. (laughs) Relatable content. (laughs) Well, Brooklyn says her freedom is important to her, and to factor somebody else in was scary to her, and that was a weird comment to make. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost like you were, in fact, using Vanjie. Yeah. Um, And Vanjie wanted the notebook experience, and all she was getting was a post-it, and I understand that. That was a, that was my favorite quote of It's my favorite Vanjie thing. Yeah, that was so good. I wanted the notebook and I was getting a post-it. Mm-hmm. I want so that good. on a hat. I want that on a shirt. I want that branded on my forehead. I'm sure that she has it a drag on. Oh, I'm sure. Well, people online um, thought it was all for cameras. The girls say they were skeptical. Mm. Akira thinks it might be clout a situation because Vanjie has a personality and Brooklyn grasped onto Vanjie for a storyline since she does not have a personality. You see, I am... That's the one thing about Drag Race that I... That's, well, one of the few things mm-hmm. um, that I'm entirely over on Drag Race is this need for them to be like, oh, that's not showing personality. Oh, that's not showing personality. It's like, everyone has a personality. Mm-hmm. Is everyone's personality loud? No. Is everyone's personality amazing drama television? No. That does not mean they don't have a personality. So I get extremely frustrated when they're yeah. like, show more personality, show this. It's like, Brooklyn's a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm that's her personality. She's technical. She's strategic. She's yeah. there and quiet and just doing her job. And then there, there are people we know that who say they have no personality, but they show their personality through art in, mm-hmm. in different ways. And the, even though you don't think you're loud and awkward, whatever, it's still a personality. And yeah. we appreciate you for what you bring. And no one should say that you don't have a personality. Mm-hmm. Well, Rue asks both girls if they want to get, to get, get back together. Brooklyn says never say never. Mm-hmm. And then Rue jokes about a new dating show called I Love Brooklyn and Miss Vanjie of Love. And <laughs> actually, I don't think that's a joke. I'm sure she's trying oh, to pitch it. Could you imagine? I am sure. Could you? Which, okay. I think I Love Brooklyn, not going to work. Miss Vanjie of Love, that actually is a show that would be picked up and be hilarious. I agree. I would love... And you know, I would every... love to see Vanjie hosting yeah. something. No, I don't like... want to do that. No, I want to see her be like... I want to see Miss Vanjie of Love, and I want to see every thought in America be on the show trying to win her heart. Just to be memeable. Okay with that. Yeah. I am okay with that, yeah. Well, next up, it's time for a little Raja O'Hara. Um, we get the highlight reel of Raja being a horrible human to all the girls. Yeah. What are we about to get in this segment? Well, Raja says in the moment she said what she had to say, but thinks her reads against Evie were just light reads. And Evie disagrees. She said it was painful to go home and watch her call her ugly and smelly and worthless while all she said, all she was doing was telling her to focus. Yeah. As Raja starts to half apologize, Scarlet jumps in and says it wasn't a real apology and says Raja can direct it her way when she's done with Evie. Ooh, girl, yeah. they don't like Raja at all. Mm-hmm. I and, yeah. did not care for Raja at all this season. No. Especially because one of my favorite pastimes is watching um, the Roscoe's Mm-hmm. Uh, tavern the, yeah, videos the of them beginning. watching Drag Race and the episodes that she was on she was unapologetic she was just like yeah I said what I said mm-hmm. like I still stand by it but then she goes on TV again they're like I take it all back it's like no at that moment after watching it you still didn't take it back yeah. why two months later are you taking it back 
Um, well, Raja claims she went to the elementary school level because she was feeling some kind of way because she didn't think she's intentionally mean. And Rue starts to laugh because we saw what we saw. Yeah. And I think, like, Raja is an example this season of delusion. Complete yeah. fucking delusion. Oh, total. Um, and then she said she came in as a capital T and left feeling... Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> she came in as a capital T and left feeling like a lowercase s. What? I didn't get that I didn't get it either. I didn't get Maybe, like, are we both dumb? Like, what did we not get? I don't know. I don't think anyone got that. At least where I was watching But they were it, all no laughing. It must have been some inside kind joke. of inside joke between the girls, yeah. but it didn't read. Well, Rue asked if she would do it differently, and she said she would focus on herself and not the other girls. Well, Raja, you're not off the hook yet, because it's time to move over to Plastique. Mm. It's the Raja vs. Plastique portion of our show. And after watching the clip, Raja starts to get emotional and says she doesn't want to show weakness and be vulnerable. Oh, shut up. I'm, like, when girls are like, oh, I have to stay strong, I have to say this, it's like, you can do that by not being an asshole. There are so many ways to get a point across where you don't have to break somebody down. Yeah. That... I think she knew what she was doing. I think she realized that she wasn't getting the attention that she wanted, so she tried to go and find it another way mm-hmm. to stay a little longer. Because, I mean, in my opinion, when it comes down to the Scarlet versus Raja lip sync, that was fully just a personality battle of who the producers wanted to keep based Absolutely. on television. I mean, the fact that, I mean, in a way, it, it boosted Scarlet's stock because mm-hmm. now people like Scarlett shouldn't have been eliminated. That was bullshit. Oh, so it helps her. But Raja just got, what, another week where she gets to fight Plastique? And it added nothing but more hate toward her. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did get a question where Plastique says uh, she didn't snap back at Raja because she knew it wasn't about her. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for a 21-year-old, that was really, really level-headed. Mature. Really mature. Um, Raja apologizes and wanted to speak to someone in the moment because that's what Plastique got. She got her mom and her boyfriend and Rube, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. But this is what we just call jealousy and blame, and then she blames yeah. herself being a Capricorn. And honestly, that's really stupid. Oh, I'm so sick of people blaming stuff on horoscopes. I mean, I'm an Aries, <laughs> but mm. Mm, at least it's not Taurus season anymore. Oh, true tea. <laughs> oh, it's Gemini season, though. It's Gemini season. Fuck you, Sherry Poppins. Ah, there's your shout out. <laughs> well, it's time to talk about Akira the instigator. Mm. Akira jumps in and says she didn't instigate the situation yes, between Plastique and Raja, and Plastique then claims that watching back akira instigated every problem that she had oh i agree and i think she's right like i fully agree like i throughout the show i thought akira was like extremely underrated Mm -hmm. um and i think what they were trying to get out of her was entirely this little snake in the background that was just kind of quietly doing things did it come across entirely the way the producers i think wanted to no, but when it came down to the final episode, the fact that Akira was being praised for that performance and Brooklyn was being brought down, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is some next level producer bullshit. There's no reason in hell for Brooklyn to go up against Vanjie in that lip sync. It just, it, it, it was, uh, it was just I think bullshit. what Akira did on the show was she thought she was being good for television and then put all of her good material in the confessionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nikiria says that she told Raja what she heard and that she never went to Raja um, and said Plastique's boyfriend said this, this, and this, X, Y, Z. But unfortunately, we watched the tape back, and I believe they watched the tape back, and it says otherwise. Yeah. And the fact that she even tried to defend herself in that moment was really, really sad to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people get defensive, it says a lot about their level of guilt that they feel absolutely and i think she fully realized what she did she tried to play it off like she didn't mean it in that Mm -hmm. way but you watch the playback and she's going oh that's not what plastique is saying plastique is lying through her teeth about this and that's what she's telling raja but and then plastique says she asked her about uh the incident the next week and untucked and akira says she's heard from some girls and then you have sugar jumping in and Mm -hmm. basically says akira was wrong and akira gets very defensive because she was confused because many of the things didn't add up and plastique had excuses for everything and honestly maybe that's not your place to be confused and have an opinion yeah Plastique is frustrated that she has to address the pop culture drama again, but Scarlett, who doesn't want to talk about her personal life, her family life, her experience as an immigrant, 
she feels that it came off as an excuse when she was trying to celebrate Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And then Scarlett then says that she is also the most pop culture literate of the cast. Ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I will say when it does come to this pop culture thing, Plastique did look bad when it all happened. Yeah. Um, because, and even the producers throughout the season threw in um, some jabs when she would be the one announcing, like, the peop- the celebrities coming backstage during Untucked. Like, mm-hmm. it was always her being the sound clip for that. So, yeah. I think it was her trying to save herself on the, on the main stage, but I it didn't mean, do so well. When it comes down to the celebrities that, like, come backstage or just the guest judges on those episodes... I never know who the hell they are half the time, honestly. So I can't blame anyone for that. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but I, I think it's not... I don't think it's bullshit what Plastique says, though. No? Okay. Growing, like, growing up in a different country, like... Yes, you get the big ones, but you're not going to get the ones from 10, 15 years ago. Fair. But I would argue that being in the drag scene for as long as she has, which is at least two years, mm-hmm. you're aware of current pop culture things. Yeah. So Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Britney Spears, these things are things that maybe you don't know everything about them, but you should be at least aware of them. Yeah. Especially in the Texas drag scene, you're not there doing mixes all the time. You're doing straight songs. Yeah. You're doing top 40. You probably are doing those artists already. Yeah. So I'm sure she has some awareness and she was just trying to use it as a crutch, but... I think... Well, I think that specific challenge, though, was geared... Was just not geared toward a millennial drag queen. Fair. End of story. It was... It was meant for those queens that are, like, late 20s, like, mm-hmm. mid-30 range, where they have those true idols. I mean, we we could always argue that why not just pick Gaga? She, she's relevant now. That's true. That is true. That was a bit... But, I should have done that. Well, Rue decides to move back over to Akira and ask if she thinks she's a shitster, and Akira says no. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest shitster answer. Yeah. Plastique says, as a viewer of the show, she thought she had a great relationship with Akira, and she just didn't see what was happening behind her back, and it hurt her. Mm-hmm. And then Akira starts to backpedal, and Rue literally cut her off. Good. And I think that is very, very telling. Um, it's very interesting to me. Um, I feel like in the reunion episode... Akiria kind of got the same treatment Asia did, where Rue was just over it. Yeah. So I'll be very curious to see what Akiria's legacy is post-finale. I but too. it's time for Conflama from Silky and Evie! <laughs> so Rue asks why Silky and Evie had so many feuds, and Evie calls Silky out for casually not trying, question why things were happening. Silky says she was going in on Evie because at the time she didn't trust any of the hoes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Apparently, Silky gained 30 pounds while they were filming. And she said she couldn't make new pads with foam. And Nina says there were foam there was foam there because she corrected her body. Mm-hmm. Also, didn't Planet Pepper give y'all pads? Yeah. Um Silky. I love my Planet Pepper. You love your Planet Pepper? I love my Planet Pepper. We, lo- we love Planet Pepper here on the podcast. But yeah, Silky just looked she just continues to look bad. Yeah, I I do not care for Silky at all. She knew what she wanted to get on the show for, mm-hmm. and she was honest about it. But I think she went about went about it the wrong way. It's what it's basically what she did was an equivalent to what Morgan Michaels did. Yeah, where she's like, "I'm gonna send the strongest competitor home," and Silky goes, "I don't care how I do in this competition. I just want to be good TV." Yeah, saying you're gonna be good TV Doesn't does not make good TV exactly. And Evie says she just wanted to call out the facts for what they were and that they were on a television show and the conversations were meant for the camera while some of the girls, including Nina, said, well, you could have had those afterwards, but no. You're on a TV show. This is what you're there for. There's a reason why you have a special episode called Untucked where you get 30 minutes more of camera time to talk about your issues. Yeah. This is what you're there for. And even Rue chimes in and defends Evie because she was simply just calling out Silky Solutions. Yeah. Well, Evie starts to tear up when talking about Silky wanting her to go home for her illness, and then Silky does apologize for not understanding the situation. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, uh, no, it was like, that whole situation was so BS, because it was just, you just wanted to say, Evie, go home, because Evie called you out. Yeah. Don't play anything else. And I agree, like, if I, like, roll my ankle one day, and someone's like, oh, they can't do the rest of the competition, 
I'm a former competitive cheerleader. Like, I went through world championships on a screwed up knee and a rolled ankle. Like, it's up to you to make the decision. It's no one else's decision to say. Well, we learn that Evie's claws are her shield while Silky hits her personality. And Rue calls them some of the most fascinating personalities on the show and that they both are stars. And that scared me because I feel like we're going to get Silky another time and I don't want to see that ever again. I'm so over Silky. But someone we're not over is the pride of season 11, Nina West. Oh, I love her. (laughs) Rue explains that Nina's elimination hit fans hard all over the world and Nina sucks up to Rue and we learn that the restraining order is still intact. Ha ha, cute, cute, cute. So are you down with AOC because Nina West is? Oh, yes, 100%. Um, um, I just graduated from the School of Visual Arts with my BFA in Photography and Cinema. Congratulations. Thank you. And one of my classmates was actually um, Alexandria's, um, one of her photographers Mm -hmm. that just like traveled around to all the campaigns. So like, I know way more about her than I thought I ever would. But she is a a force. Yeah, well, we watch her uh, Insta story lamenting about Nina's uh, elimination and how that meant a lot to Nina for celebrating her. And I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think AOC is a really incredible human, and I think yeah. she's a strong voice, and I think... She's a fact, real person. Right. The fact that she is doing what she's doing and still takes the time to watch the things that she is watching. Like, sure, you can watch, like, Real Housewives, fine. That's generic you know, television. But to watch a queer program mm-hmm. and celebrate it the way she did, I think that was really, really cool and important. And, yeah, I hope that there's a collaboration between Nina West and AOC one day. Mm, I do, too. Well, we, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure they're working on one right oh, now, absolutely. actually. You, I, I can guarantee you that there's probably going to be some, like, 2020 campaign against Trump that Nina West will be involved in. Oh, 100%. Well, we learned that Rihanna also slipped into Nina's DMs, and she was in utter shock. Why Rihanna, of all people? Like, Rihanna and Nina West does not seem like the combo I would go for. You know, opposites attract. Apparently, you could like you like what you like? <laughs> like Madonna putting Monet Exchange in her music video, interesting. Yeah. Rihanna putting Nina West in a music video would be weird, right? What it would. That would be? It like would. I don't see the connection, but honestly, like Rihanna clearly has good taste if she yeah. wants to go see Nina West. But I think that's a friendship I want to see like a reality show on. Yeah, I mean, I was um yesterday was the, my first time seeing the new Iggy Azalea video mm-hmm. that Banshee made an appearance yeah. in. That's how, and, and, and Trixie Mattel, like, that's exactly how you should insert drag into yeah. well, even the mainstream. Well, like, the AAA girls in uh, Little Mix's video. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. It's fun. Yeah. Like, that's how we do it. Well, Nina continues to suck up to Rue for the show and the bravery that she's shown that has given all the voice that they have now, blah, 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 blah. It felt like, like, a little too sucky-uppy, but I understood Stan's mm-hmm. sentiment because you know Rue loves to hear people love her. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people loving someone, apparently everyone hates Scarlet. <sighs> so Drag Race fans caught a case of Scarlet fever. Apparently, the rest of the girls did not. I get it, but also at the same time, like knowing Scarlet personally, I was like, she is just like this this dumb little like bobblehead. Like you can't like how do you hate her? Like this I guess segment but... made me sad. Yeah. So we, Scarlett states that Brooklyn said the entire cast hated her at a viewing party, assuming it was Roscoe's. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn says she personally did not enjoy Scarlett on the show because she rubbed her the wrong way as mm-hmm. being cocky, not confident. And honestly, like, maybe I would say that's because you were threatened by her. Because in a, that's how I feel. Because if you look at the scope of the cast, you're both pretty tall, white yeah. people. Um, you're going to be compared. Uh, and I watched that Roscoe's Tavern... Um, episode also when Nina and not Nina when Brooklyn was going in and saying that I was like th- I was like this is just cutting like yeah really harsh and I know that she's gonna regret that but I actually gained some respect for Brooklyn though mm-hmm. in the way how she handled it in the reunion yeah where she just she sat there and she said mm-hmm. I said it. it I'm I'm not gonna sit here and grovel because I said it and it was my honest opinion um. Did it come out harsh? Yes, mm-hmm. but I think that's how that's a true. Apology. And then she did regret saying the word hate. Yeah, dislike. Fine. I, yeah. There, there are people I dislike. I don't hate them. Yeah. Well, Raja had the same feeling because she was annoyed with Scarlett because she always had an anecdote and a comment about everything. It's TV. Exactly. You're doing the same fucking thing, Raja. Oh my god. I'm so sorry that your boyfriend didn't call you. Like, yeah, move on. Well, Rue gives Scarlett the advice that if anyone has a problem with her, to look them in the eye and say, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." Yeah. Do you know the reference? 
<gasps> I do. I do. Jax. I do. I'm 22. I'm sorry. Jax. God with the wind. Oh, no, I don't know the reference. <gasps> oh, Oops. no. Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. You go home, do the research, watch Gone with the Wind. It's too long for you. You fall asleep. I fell asleep. I fell asleep 30 minutes into the Titanic. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do anything yeah, this longer one, than two hours. This one's like three hours. You, you yeah, can't I can't do it. do it. Well, it's time for the social media queens versus the showgirls. So we learned that Plasti came into the competition with 100,000 followers mm-hmm. and left with one million and counting. Good mm-hmm. for her. Um, Plastique couldn't perform on stage before she was 21. Hmm. Okay, is that how it works? And that's what led her to social media. I get that. That's how mm-hmm. I was. I, didn't yeah. ref- I had to wait until I was 21 because... As Why a boy, I look... sisters do that, too? Because I look like a 14-year-old, <laughs> and if I ever had a fake, they would cut that shit up really quickly and be like, get the fuck out of here, go back to kindergarten. I'm not saying anything on the mic. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, mean, I understand it. And you definitely use your platform um, mm-hmm. when you before you turned of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second you fucking turned of age, you're like, hi, bitches, I'm here, goodbye. Hi, did I tell you I'm a former competitive cheerleader? Oh, did I mention play, I can play, do play, flips play. and heels? Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Soju and Ariel are looped into the social media queens, and Soju says she was put in a box, but it was Ariel who was the one who critiqued her for not being a performer. Mm. And again, I want to remind people, I've seen Soju perform. I forgot Evie Oddly was there the night that I saw Soju perform, and I still feel really bad about it. I apologize. But Soju's not a performer. She, she's not. Yeah, she's not. not. Like, I used to watch shots with Soju, and I it was entertained. Mm-hmm. She's a fine host. Mm-hmm. I think this was definitely a stunt for the show to put her on the show as the epitome of bloggers yeah. who, who say they can do drag and apparently yeah. just can't. I mean, I have uh, opinions on queens and what is considered talent and what is not considered talent. In my opinion, if you're hosting your own show, you should have two talents. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of girls, especially in Manhattan and Queens rely very heavily on mixes. If you have good mixes, amazing for you, but you have to add something to that. You can't okay. just do the straight mix all the time. I feel like you need to like either be able to live sing really well, either be able to dance really well so you can just do straight numbers and mix up your yes. repertoire, or just something really fucking weird. And or be funny. Like Or be funny, yeah. There, be there, there a is comedian. a world now where being doing quote unquote stand up as you're hosting, yeah. it's okay. We want that. We oh, we, we appreciate that. Well Soju was hurt hearing her friends say all these bad things about her and says that it's ironic now that they're best friends. Oh my god, they're best friends. Mm. And guess what? Raja says she didn't throw shade, but that what they were doing on stage was not good. Of course Raja had something to say. I just wanna smack her because Honestly, like, every single time Raja was in that bottom two lip syncing, I said, she should have gone home, and I was simply just like, you got handed a black song because you're black and they want you for television. And I feel like it kind of goes, I don't think they do it the way how they did back um, during season five. Where it was was, predetermined. Where it was like, it was a predetermined song, and then... Because apparently when it was Jinx versus, um, when it was Jinx versus Detox, they changed the song last minute on them, and, like, Detox threw, like, a whole, like, fit, because... But it's one of the most iconic lip syncs ever. But that's why you watch the lip sync, and Detox is just doing whatever the fuck she wants, and you have, like, Michelle rolling her eyes, because she's like, I know I'm losing, I know you guys set me up to go home and have Jinx win this lip sync. Jinx was so good in that lip sync. Oh, oh, so good. Well, we were just speaking of Raja, and guess what? It's Hairgate. We gotta talk about her even more. (laughs) So once again, we have to discuss this goddamn storyline that still has no fucking resolution. Rue wants to make it an episode of Murder, She Wrote, and becomes Jessica Fletcher. Mm -hmm. So, we start off with Nina asking how the wigs got to Plastic Station if they didn't leave, if she, if Ariel didn't leave them for her. Ariel says, as she was packing, she forgot she moved stuff over to her station. Silky then starts doing the backstroke, because apparently that's code for backpedaling. Not working. Not good. Um, So after calling out the tweet that Ariel made, Ariel says she said what she did because she didn't want to dig Plastique into a big hole, and Silky states that she just skipped over the part that she was back on the show. Yeah. I just don't fucking care or understand this thing. Like, why is Ariel not just admitting what happened? Like, she has given us five versions of this story. I think it's in a curious situation also, (laughs) where it's like, you're clearly caught doing the wrong, but you just, like, 
You're just like, uh, 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 and then you get caught, you're like, mm-hmm. uh, and you still just kind of, it's, she just kind of kept going with it. I think my favorite quote from this whole segment was Silky uh, saying that they all took a wig or two so the girls could promote Ariel's wig business. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was really funny. Actually. I was like, oh god, and that's probably definitely not true. Well, yeah. Rue decides to stop the conversation to talk to Raj about the wig that made it into her suitcase, and guess what? The crinkly purple wig is there, and Raja throws it. Would you ever throw a wig at someone? 100%. I would take that would wig throw, and I would smack around. It's a wig. You don't throw wigs around. You gotta give it volume somehow. They have a little tangled. <laughs> Not the crinkly wig. It's oh already tangled. I think my favorite thing is when I wear like big box braids or like just like, like just braids in general because I just do one whip and it smacks people in the face and it feels so powerful. You would. Well, if anyone watched uh, clips from Drag Hunt, uh, you saw that on the day one entrance that after Ariel was announced, Raja came running up to her and threw the wig back at her. And it was very funny. It was <laughs> cute. Ha ha. This is how we're going to get that moment forever. Well, Rue says she's more confused about the wigs than ever before. And girl, same. Yeah. I mean, I understood Silky's point of calling out um, Ariel. But Ariel was just... Is it Ariel or Ariel? Ariel. 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 Oh. <laughs> you know the Little Mermaid. I could care less. Ah. <laughs> um, I got her wanting to defend plastique mm-hmm. and just because, like, I was like watching those little like drama YouTube videos that they do. They're like, they're like, plastique is under heat for all these wig yeah. dramas and stealing wigs and lying about this. And I'm sure Ariel saw that and was just like, I'm just gonna throw my little tidbit there. Yeah. Just not just like willy nilly, just not thinking about the fact. Just like, oh, I am back on the show and we already talked about yeah. it. But. The viewers don't know that, so let me just add my two cents in. Like, and she probably didn't realize what was going to be edited, whatever. Yeah. But I love, like, will say that I love how interactive Ariel is on social media. No. Um, after Nina was um, eliminated, I was really upset, and um, someone uh, World of Wonder, I think, posted something like the po- the picture of Nina being at DragCon, and I like wrote like hashtag Joseph for Nina, um, and Ariel liked it. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so she's like interactive, and I appreciate that. But you know who we're going to talk about now? Mercedes. <laughs> Remember Mercedes? Well, yeah, we are reminded that Mercedes Amon Diamond was, in fact, a contestant on the show. <laughs> um, so Mercedes <laughs> had a great experience because she heard from people who were grateful for her for speaking up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learned that some of her family still doesn't understand what she's doing because they are the old generation back at home. But she does have her two sisters supporting her. And she says she's happy and living her dream and that they will support her 100%. And she's not sad crying, she's happy crying. Mm. It was a sweet segment. I think it was a really cool thing to have Mercedes on the show and to be the first Muslim queen on the show. I wonder if there would have been a better queen to fill this spot because she didn't bring much, you know? I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, it's really sad to think that the show is creating these spots for people. Yeah, and also, like, if you're going to create a spot for someone to be a voice, have someone that's good at being a voice. Because whenever Mm -hmm. she was given the chance to talk about her Muslim heritage and... She didn't do it. Yeah, she backpedaled from it like that scared to talk about that that would be one of those audition tapes that i would love to see because you know she probably only talked about yeah and then the camera's rolling you're like i'm not gonna talk about it yeah but the other thing is like she's just not good at talking because opulence um (laughs) the meme of the season must be discussed and the fact she still didn't do it she tries to say the word (laughs) and she gets it wrong again (laughs) opulence you own everything Appalend. So as Rue and the girls laugh, Kahana has major stink face because she was left out. So now we're going to talk to Kahana, who somehow turns it into a different thing. And apparently, like, Mercedes posted the lip sync before it aired on the show, and it felt like she didn't care because it was already, like, saying that she couldn't stay and blah, 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 blah. Mercedes then says, like, before she even replied to the email, she took it down and then Kahana says it took away the surprise that she might stay and insinuate that she already won a lip sync. And she then got upset when apparently Mercedes posted it again. Uh, I'm okay. sorry that your two seconds of fame weren't long enough. Baby. I love Kahana. I met her. I've interviewed her. She is one of the sweetest people I've oh, literally sure. ever met. I met her at Pieces one night and She's she was a sweetheart. Incredible. Um, so for me, it was like hard watching this. I... I'm fully confident this was 
shady editing because I know there yeah. was more things that she was saying, but this made her look horrible. Yeah. But one quote that I did love from her, and I think it's something that we'll, we'll probably remember her most for, is you don't own everything by being shady, and being shady doesn't make you opulent. It was a good quote. It was a very good quote. It was a good quote. I don't think she made it up on the spot. I'm sure she had it all ready to go. But but the way she said it was, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Rue reminds Kahana that her intention behind it wasn't to be hurtful and that feelings are not facts. And Rue just attacked me and now I'm very mad at Rue <laughs> for saying feelings are not facts because they are sometimes, Rue! Opinions! <sighs> I have a lot opinion. of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. Um, and I know some of the girls will... Um, post shit to hurt me. I know in the New York scene they do that on purpose to hurt me. Oh it's yeah, a totally. Because everyone hates me, Jax. Mm, that's fine. Everyone. I feel like every like I had a whole like drama post that I had on my Instagram story like two weeks ago where I was like, I don't understand why people keep shading dancing queens. You don't understand the hard work we put in. But it, it fully like just it was one of those situations where I felt like it was about me and yeah. I went off and I took it down. I was like, yeah. I was like. And then um, Rue said, what other people think of me is none of my business. And then I'm like, Rue, you're attacking me again. Stop mm-hmm. it. This this segment hurt me, personally. Um, I feel very attacked. Same. Well, it's time to play Tudor Boot from with the girls. Um, mm-hmm. We will play our version later, but it's talk about, time to talk about the girls' looks from the season. Mm-hmm. First up was Scarlet's Creature from the Black Dragoon. They all give it a toot. Mm-hmm. Plastique's Farm to Runway was a toot, except from Raja. Of course. Yeah. Um, Nina's face Keeney was a shoot, and Honey calls it art, and it's the first time she spoke all reunion. <laughs> oh my god, did they do Honey Davenport they dirty? Do so not dirty. only did she not talk, she had to sit behind Silky's fucking hat. The plumes, you could not see her fucking face. <laughs> so, so unfair. Like, what did Honey do to them? I... What did Honey do that they're like, no, we don't like you at all? I have no clue, but it's so true. Like, oh, that six-person lip sync was so goddamn I mean, Roger should have gone home. Roger should have gone home that time. Oh the God. season would be completely different. I'm confident that would have been a different show yeah. if Roger went home when she should have gone home. Fine, you want to get rid of Honey? Get rid of both of them. They both fucked up that challenge. Whatever. But And that's my take on the Nina West versus Silky situation Fair. also. They... It was either they both go home or Silky should have gone home. I thought I like, like, but I just bring it back to all the girls. None of them said Nina. Why was Nina in the bottom? Producers, I mean, I, producers. Well, so, because they knew if they put Evie against Silky, Evie would have killed her. Well, also, I think it was based on the like when it comes down to the challenge. I, like everyone not on the show lived, mm-hmm. loved, exude like. Like loved Evie's look yeah. so much. So when she was in the like when she was even mentioned that like they definitely don't like it. I yeah. was like, this just does mm-hmm. not make sense. Everyone else is wearing the same. It was silhouette. all personal. It was oh, all personal. It was so. Stupid. But no, could you imagine Evie versus Silky and no scrubs? Like no contest. Oh yeah, Silky's gone. But well, next up was Sugar's troll costume, and that was a combat boot. <laughs> um, Akira's caftan was also a boot. Uh-huh. And Soju's kimchi inspired look, and that was a toot from Soju, but a boot from everybody else. Mm. So now we get to hear some of the girls do the reading challenge redux. Would you like to hear some of the um, reads or comments? Because some of them were not really reads. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go. Let's start with Kahana. Uh, she says, it was interesting to, this is toward Plastique. It was interesting to me that you didn't know Beyonce until four years ago. It's interesting you knew every word to Hood Boy. Did they only know Missy Elliott and Cardi B in Vietnam? <laughs> what? I mean. That was bad. It was a it was a bad read, but then, I got what she was trying to and do. And Brooklyn's but... oh, you got her it was so funny. It was so good, yeah, so good. <laughs> Mercedes, and I'm reading this word for word. This is what Mercedes said as she read it off her paper. Vanji, right after season eleven, you were just a meme, and I guess right after season eleven, you're still a meme. She read it wrong. She was supposed to say ten. How did you fuck that up? Oh my god, Mercedes, you are a mess. <laughs> Upland. Ariel said, Miss Evie Oddly, Frodo Baggins called, babe, he wants his ring back. I didn't really get it. Um, it's too Soju, smart. It was a right? smart read. It was like you yeah. needed to know. Soju, do you remember that one episode when we... Oh, wait, you don't. <laughs> that, 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 one, that one's funny. Soju said, Silky Nut Meganash, I'm so upset you used Sharpie on my face because it's permanent, unlike your career. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, Akira, oh wait, I'm scared of her, I can't do it. Funny, yeah. funny. 
Ariel Versace, you call me a blogger, you should read up on my new article, How to Not Fall in Front of RuPaul, Bitch. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Um, honey, she got to talk again. Uh, she says, Akira C. Davenport, ass almighty. That ass is magical. It reminds me of a genie's lamp because it's cold, dark, and when men rub it, they wish for something better. That was funny. That, that was, was good. really that good. That was good. Did you see Honey's um, reading video that she put out after the reading challenge came out? No, I did not. Yes, those reads were bad. This was good. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and then uh, Nina says, Silky, the only thing less blended than your hip pads this season was the teeth you did on Soju's face. I think that's what she said. I don't know what that. I don't think it was teeth. I don't know what the word was. Yeah. I could understand it, and the um, closed captioning was not even close. I don't know. Speaking of soju, it's a shame your career hasn't exploded like your cyst. <laughs> Tell me really quick, did it K-pop? Body, that was that was good. good. That was really that was really good. really good. Well, now we got to see like the behind the scenes celebrity moments, and honestly, they were stupid. They were really, really bad. But the highlights included Joel McHale screaming like he's at a football game, Miley claiming her first album she bought was Britney Spears, Vanjie not knowing Woogaloo is not for tucking, Natasha Leone suggesting a Fiddler on the Roof challenge, which honestly, I'm here for. I would see that. Um, I, w- I would like to see Jax do a Fiddler on the Roof challenge. I would not like to do that. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Pollard missing real asses being played up on camera, admitting that she has had three boot jobs. And Joel egging Michelle on about hearing her screaming all night long last night. Funny, funny, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could have done away with the segment, I think we could have had at least three more minutes with uh, Honey Javenport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, now we have to have kind comments to the top four. Mm. Because why not say nice things? Well, Vanjie calls Akira the MacGyver of drag because she can make something out of nothing and follows it up that I wanted to say something nice in case nobody wanted to say anything. That's shade. That was so funny. Like, do people hate Akira too? I just think... She was one of those where, like, she's just kind of in the top four just through... Not doing the worst and not doing the best. Just yeah, she, staying she middle pack. Yeah, she coasted entirely. Scarlet compliments Brooklyn as a fellow dancer for the credibility on her flexibility and how she moves her body. Mm. Ariel says they were not um, Paris and Nicole, but she respects Silky for doing her the entire time. Mm. And Brooklyn chimes in saying she pegged Evie as someone to watch and loves how she always speaks her mind. Mm. We then get a product placement from Bai. Do you, have you ever had Bai, the drink? Oh, yes, I have. Um, and then um, we see that there are three of them on the table, which means it's bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. I know, right? <laughs> I love that. I did not pick that up at all. I don't think they did it on purpose, but I'm going to pretend that they did. That's really funny. Well, it's time to talk about the reunion runways. And they're not really runways, but they sat there in their looks. No. And I took a very scientific poll, a.k.a. I had uh, my fans shoot with the looks from the reunion. Mm-hmm. And we are going to go from worst to first, according to the votes on my Instagram. Mm. You ready to talk about it? Yes. So, the worst was Mercedes. What did she wear? I'm not quite sure what she was going for. It was like that pink thing, and then there was like that weird fringe. But she's a naturally tiny queen, and this just make, made her look frumpy. Yeah. Um, and why is there fringe again? Like, just you, you're not a fringe queen. Stop wearing yeah. fringe. Um, Don't wear fringe unless you're twirling. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Remember when she tried to twirl? Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> well, the voting was for this. She got 15% toot and 85% boot. Hmm. Um, and I, in case you forgot what you voted, I made sure I had it. Mm-hmm. This was a boot from both me and Jax. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Next up was Raja. So, I like the monochromatic purple story she's selling, and from the back row, she looked fine. But when you see her stand and you understand that it's a pantsuit, fail. Disgusting. It was gross. Yeah. I also, I don't like purple. Like, I think if you use, like, for a darker queen, Mm -hmm. when you use purple, you have to, like, pick it up with, like, another color to go in. It was too monochromatic. I think it just makes her weight, it, like, makes her look a lot darker than she is. Yeah. Um, I think Raja um, is probably the most confusing persona to be on Drag Race, and I just simply don't understand her, and I hope to never see her again. She would have been good on Bad Girls Club. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. There's something about Raja that just didn't connect with me, and I don't don't know personally anyone who was a fan of hers this season. I really... I think she was very ostracizing. Yeah. Well, the fans voted a 16% toot and 84% boot, and it was both a boot from you and I. Good. Next up is Silky. 
She marches to the beat of her own drum. I actually like this look. Yeah, you gave it a toot and I gave it a boot. Um, for me, I just don't understand why she's a drum major. I don't know what story she was trying to sell there. And if you looked at the picture that I think was Wow Presents posted mm -hmm. of her standing in the look, she still can't get those uh, hip pads to disappear. Right, yeah. I don't... What What is wrong? Like, I mean, this is when Rue goes to her and says, girl, what do you need us to do to help you? Because you're making us look bad. Yeah. I don't think... But, yeah, I was not a fan of this look. I just didn't get it. But at least she wore stones. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I think it was just, like, a pretty look. I don't think it was well-fitted for her. No, 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 no. Um, no. Uh, at all. But I think, like, the actual, like... I think the look was a boot. I think it being on Silky was a... I mean, I think the look was a toot, but being on Silky was a boot. Fair. Well, 32% says, says it was a toot, and 68% says it was a boot. Mm. Um, and again, you said it was a toot. I called it a boot. Mm -hmm. Next up is Vanjie. And talk about not trying. Um, we've already discussed her face improvements, but girl, this is still Drag Race. A mesh top with, like, nothing underneath. Yeah. This is a reunion. This doesn't work. Yeah. Um... It was a 40% toot and a 60% boot. You didn't vote on this one, apparently. Uh, but I called it a boot. I called it a boot, too. Yeah. I got what she was doing, where she's, like, trying to be, like, little, like, chola, like, Latina. Yeah. But it's, like... It wasn't working. It wasn't reading. Again, it's it wasn't reading. A, it wasn't enough. Like, you're on TV. This is your chance to show your money. Yeah. Oh. Show it. I guess she showed it in her face. She had nothing <laughs> left. Next up, we had Ariel. Um, for me, the nude color paired with the light pink hair absolutely washed her out. Um, the irony here is that we criticize her all season long for always being big, bright, and bold in her color, and she does the opposite, and I feel like it bombed. That being yeah. said, I love the garment. I think it was a really cool design. Yeah, I do too. I just wish it was a different color. You know, I wish it wasn't skin toned. Yeah. Uh. You mm, gave it a toot. I, I gave it a There's something. I mean, like, I think I would like it on someone like my skin. Yeah. Where you right. have that contrast between a dark skin and that light kind of fleshy color. I agree. Um, yeah, that's my take on yeah. it. Yeah, it was a cool garment, though. So. It was 46% to 54% boot from the fans. Yeah. Next, we had Soju. I like the concept of a fetish look, but Soju was just not selling it. No. Like, there's no personality in her face when she's trying to sell it. Yeah. I think the hair color being so pale and white was not a right look for her. I kind of wish it was a red lip and a red hair. And really give the yeah. dynamics of it. I honestly, I don't even remember what it looked like. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, it was a 40% toot, 53% boot, and it was boots for both of us. Okay, that's so good. Next, we had Kahana. And I'm sorry, I have a soft spot for her. Yeah. It's the garment that I love. I think, for me, I wish she had a bolder hair, both in color and volume. Because it was very flat for what she was selling. Yeah. Um, it was a 48% toot, 52% boot. Um, I gave it a two. You gave it a boot. Yeah. You didn't like it. It was the it was kind of the, the fringy thingy, right? At the no, it was more like that the sculpted like black thing that she she was wearing, with like sequins in it, and uh. it was fine. It wasn't. I think for me again, it was just like you like the top. Her. I do. Yeah. I think it was the top half. Like her, she paints very pale. Yeah. For a person of color, yeah. um, so having almost like a hair color that matched it didn't really work. Yeah. Next, we have Sugar. Listen, again, seated. The top part is fabulous. Not a super fan of the wig, but it's a look. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I remember that, like, bowl cut wig. And when she stands, work. girl, there's literally nothing to it. It was a pant. Yeah. There was no sparkle or pizzazz to it. It was boring on the bottom. And that yeah. ruined everything for me. Yeah, it did need something else. Not, like... I'm not trying to be, like, a queen being, like, oh, everything, like, needs to, like, shine on the stage and, like, be dragging this. Because, like, I know some girls, like, 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 Shea Coulee, like, never mm -hmm. wears a fucking rhinestone, but looks stunning no matter what. Because the garments are well-crafted. Mm -hmm. And she wears and, them. Yeah. But, no, the problem with this was that she, it was so dynamic up top and literally fell into nothing. Yeah. Like, the, the fabric didn't even shine. Yeah. But... It didn't matter because it was a 68% toot from the fans, 32% boot. You gave it a toot, I gave it a boot. I think I just, I like the shape. It was different. It was a different look. Yeah, it. I think if some if you were to do that look in a different fabric, it could be really cool. Yeah. The color was great on her. It was the material. 
And I think that's okay. what, for me personally, it was just boring silk. Yeah. Well, next up we have Brooklyn. I mean, the headpiece and the earring and the cape were all wonderful. For me, everything below it was not so much. Like, really? Like, you're just going to wear masks and a bra and think, regular pants? Like, think, it looked like genie pants. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think I gave it a two. You did give it a two. But I'm going to give it a boot now because she did the look already Oh, for the gold, like the gold lame challenge that yeah, she did. Yeah, I think it, it was like the same similar, very thing, similar. but kind of better in that yeah. one. Well, 72% gave it a two, 28% gave it a boot. I think it's just because people like Brooklyn. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, next up, we had Nina West, and she was a barrel of monkeys, indeed. I love, I love the that. sock monkey it's idea. Stupid. Um, This is exa- another example of how to do camp right. Yeah. I loved her attention to detail with the cloth turtleneck, but goddamn, that must have been hot as hell on that oh, stage. Oh, yeah. It was a 77% toot with a 23% boot, and we both gave it a toot. Yeah, I loved it. I would wear that. Scarlet Envy. I get it. Green with Envy. Ha ha. I just think it was a poor color green for her. I could see that. Her yeah. complexion just didn't help it. Yeah. Um, and there was something about her beat this time that just that bothered me. It wasn't as beautiful as she normally is. I feel like she's been doing something weird with her upper lip lately. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different. Um, that being I said, the dress. The, the, dress the dress was gorgeous. I would have loved it with orange hair, though. Or red. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, something. Like, a, a warmer color. I, yeah. I think that was what that look needed. But she was trying to go full green. But even the purple in the dress was so pretty. Yeah. I, I really, really am a big fan of Scarlet. This one, for mm-hmm. me, didn't do it. I gave it a boot. You gave it a toot. The fans gave it a 79% toot mm. with a 21% boot. Yeah, I liked it. Akira. Feathers on a drag queen. Groundbreaking. I think there's something special about this, but at the same time, if you compare it to the rest of her body of work, I'm absolutely underwhelmed. Was it the, this was the blue one. This is the blue one. The blue and one. I think her beat is great, and I appreciate she's not wearing the same goddamn blonde wig, I but I was bored. I thought it was also like... I mean, if you, if you have a nice expensive breastplate, yes, show it off. But I thought it was tacky that her nipple was like... Out. Popping out. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to do it, like, make it a Make it thing. work, yeah. Um, it got an 84% two, a 16% boot, and those uh, nine votes, two of them came from the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Honey Davenport. I like it. gorgeous, and this show didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, if there's anything we'll remember Honey Davenport for this season, it's her dedication to a theme. Yet again, another B look. Um, and I'm going to say this is my favorite of her B looks. And if you didn't know, Peretta made this. Yeah. Um, and they did an incredible job here. And wonderful job yeah, wonderful abs- wonderful she's job fabulous um she looks like a super villain like a badass super villain who's ready to stomp you out yeah i think that's kind of the problem like this is gonna go away from two and boot for a second but how i think honey wasn't perceived well on the show was based on her coming in being like i'm a legend i have Fair. this going for me where it's like you have to let which is something that a lot of the girls do. This, like, I'm gonna call it the James Charles experience, Uh-oh. where you say your accolades, and then it takes them away. That's fair. It's valid. I feel like she, if someone else from New York said, "Oh, honey's a legend," where we are, Sugar it did. would have read. Sugar did, but she didn't. She said in confessional, not in the room. Yeah. Um. No, I, I I completely agree. I think there are some incredible drag queens who are not meant for drag race. Oh, 100%. Honey Davenport, unfortunately, may fit in that. Um, she's an incredible drag queen. Mm-hmm. She's just not necessarily a television character. And that's okay. I agree. That's okay. I hope for her that she gets everything she wants out of the experience. I hope she gets to travel the world, meet incredible people, get to do the work that she wants to do, mm-hmm. be an activist the way she wants to do it. Yeah. Use the platform that you now have. Don't feel sad that Drag Race did you dirty. Yeah. But, like, even, like, with this season, though, I feel like it's even, like, more upsetting because it really mm-hmm. was that clear, like, decision to have the producer just take a hand and just be, like, bad drag equal equals top four for one particular individual yeah. that I won't say, but we all know mm-hmm. who it is. Because it was a niche. They want a big girl. Yeah. But wow. it was... A- <laughs> there's, a, there's always... Like, I feel like they force it sometimes. Absolutely. I feel like they force like the pageant, the big girl, the Like, I, I, I know the- I will get ripped apart and people will disagree with me vehemently. I don't like Darian Lake as a drag queen. I don't like her, but mm. the show loves her. For the drama, I think. 
But let's be real. Yeah. There was no fucking way in hell Darian Lake was making that top three that season. Over Vandela Crime. It just did Well, not that, that was bullshit. But again, just putting her in the top three over Bianca, Adora, Courtney, never going to happen. It was never yeah. going to happen. Anyway, we gave 85% to 15% boot to Honey Davenport. We both give her toots. Mm-hmm. Plastique, Tiara, and Evie Oddly both had the same uh, percentage with 88% to 12% boot. But we're going to talk about Evie second because she had two more votes over Plastique because I guess two people didn't want to vote for Plastique. I don't know. Mm. Well, Plastique was a literal woman. Simple but effective. It's like almost like she woke up like this. Oh, yeah. Like I just put this on. I was like, I'm ready. Gorgeous. It's it's, it's not fair. It's really not. Like, uh, I wish I was Asian sometimes. <laughs> I mean, even the way that um, Brooklyn talks about painting her, like it is a blank canvas. You it, can do no, it really so is much on this queen and make her look incredible and i really i haven't done it yet but i want to go back to her archives as when she said she used to do spooky drag and just see what that looks like oh yeah because i she's I, an artist she she is an artist and i have such respect for artistic makeup queens yeah um i i, I think it's unfortunate that we didn't really get to see her showcase her talents yeah because she's not the best performer in the sense of what we were given on the show I think I like I've seen videos of her performing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I like it. I think she's a good dancer, but I do think she is one of those that falls into the category of like I don't know what to do right now. Do a yeah. do a split. Uh. But I, I I'm eager to see her in performance settings sometime soon and just see what she has to offer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was incredible. Um, definitely a toot from both of us. Yeah. Oh no. Gorgeous. And finally, Evie. Again, this is camp. Um, and I know there are a lot of people who are scrutinizing her for this look because it's minimal, but there's a story behind it, and for that, you get a pass. Oh, the details were there. The right. bubbles in the hair right. with the rubber ducks. Like... And so there were people being like, well, she wasn't wearing a wig. She didn't matter. She, was, she had... Yeah. It was there. It was not visible. Like, fuck who off. Who says you have to wear a wig and drag? Fuck that. It was Be a Grace Jones. And I love the red and green combo. It was... It, it, this was great. It was a good art piece if plastique was saying i woke up like this evie was i just got out of the shower yeah fully oh yeah again two from both of us 88 percent, 12 percent from the fans i thought overall we did okay with this reunion looks yeah um, i think we've had stronger reunions yeah um the season 10 reunion was, was like... great yeah that um, was drama. Mm-hmm. This, this was fine. Well, I have a couple of burning questions for you. Mm-hmm. How did this reunion fare in comparison to other seasons? I think season 10, like, reigns as... Season 10 and season 9 were two damn good reunions. Um, this was just underwhelming. It was, like, season... But after the season 10 reunion, I feel like the way why this one went the way it was, more people hated RuPaul than they hated any of yes. the girls in the show. Because Ru was being very, very... She was manipulative. Put, she was putting her opinion in a little too much. It's like, you kind of just got to step back and be like... Dare start. I say it was her attempt to try out a talk show? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Guess what? She's getting a talk show! Oh, I mean, listen, Again. she's done a talk show before. We know what it's going to be like. I'm excited to see the show. I will watch it. Yeah. But uh, it's just... I hate when producers like this, because this happens on Survivor 2, insert their own agendas into our shows. Yeah. Do yeah. you, and I feel like this was an underwhelming episode simply because there just wasn't enough to talk about that was worth it. Yeah. But I will say, in the future, do you think we actually want a two-part reunion, or do we get all the tea we needed? I think we got all the tea we needed. I just don't think the show had that much more to talk about because everyone kind of aired out their dirty laundry along the way. Yeah. Like, the Evie Silky drama, which was a bullshit experience the entire way through, but, like... I just wish... After everything that's happened and the things that we've learned about Silky, Mm -hmm. I wish Rue would have held her accountable for it. Oh, yeah. And that didn't happen, and I feel like the show is protecting her, and that bothers me. Yeah. Um... I know we are a society of maybe innocent bef- until proven guilty. I disagree with that. I think we're cancel culture. Well, we are like, cancel culture, but clearly we're not right now because we should have all been up in arms about what just happened on the reunion with Silky. Yeah. Because apparently, like, all of the girls love her. I just 
and they're all defending her. So maybe, maybe this cancel culture, because again, like look at what's happened with James Charles. Yeah. We immediately canceled him and found out, oh, maybe it was all wrong. Yeah. So maybe we jump to conclusions too, yeah. but at least help us understand why we jumped to those conclusions and tell us we were wrong. Yeah. So we can accept it. Unlike yeah. some of the girls on the season. I feel like also like based on when the reunion was filmed, they could have easily pulled in something about cancel culture and talked about right. that. Absolutely. Because it was literally as like as James, James Charles and Tati were like in the New York Times. Yeah. Mm. Now, without spoiling things, I don't know if you're aware of what happens at the finale. I don't want to know. I want to know in your opinion. Who will win and who will be Miss Congeniality? I think Nina will be Miss Congeniality. Right? There's no other there's, person. There's, there's no other person for it. It's besides Raja, of course. <laughs> I mean, I want Evie to win. I do too. I think there's a strong chance that Evie will win because Dragula is signed with Amazon and I feel like they need a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just think Evie deserves it. Evie does deserve it. Based on the way how they do the top four and all the stuff, we could so easily get fucked over, and it could be Silky or Who knows? Akira. And I, I, I personally would be upset if either of those two won. If Brooklyn wins, I understand because the track record on the show proved uh-huh. she deserves it. Yeah. That being said, if Rue listens to the fans, like, what team are you on? And everyone comments and shares and retweets and. Yeah. If you look at those numbers, Evie is double Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. It would be an Fan uproar favorite. if that were to happen. But, again, if we want to look at the cold hard facts of how the season went down, yes, there are a couple wins that I don't believe Brooklyn should have had. Oh, Brooklyn should not have had the makeover challenge win. Or the or the uh, monster ball. But um, Oh, no. Right, there's two wins that she... Regardless, what we saw on the show that they were giving us, she deserves a win... Evie mm-hmm. deserves a win for what she brought. I think it's going to be neck and neck. We will not know until Thursday. Thursday. Uh, with not a spoiler, but a spoiler slightly, we do know that there was not a double crowning filmed. Oh. Could you imagine if we got another one of those? If we oh got my god! One, I jumped off. The... I would have been. That was you, like that was so <laughs> bullshit. Like it yeah. just like I. My thing is, like, when it came down to the All-Stars for um, winners, like, I love Monet. I don't think she should have won. I thought she won that lip sync. Yeah. Well, that, but that's that's what I get down to. It's like, if we're going to go on this very last episode, yeah. Evie wins. Evie wins yeah. hands oh. down. Oh, fully. That music video challenge was unreal. Like, if you're not Team Evie after watching her, like, walk backwards on like walk upside down on a bar into like a just a perfect rap verse like like come on it's but it could easily be like an aja situation where it's like talent and fan favorite just doesn't we we we, we shall see but i think we all as a community are looking forward to a finale and a very long break From the American version, because guess what? The UK version will be back very soon, too. Uh, And the fact that they're filming All-Stars 5 soon, apparently, Mm -hmm. that's... Come on. Yeah, I I, I think we're never going to be done with drag. I think we are in the heyday of drag, and we have to accept it and embrace it and stop tearing each other down, even though that's what I do on this podcast. It's entertainment. But I think, yeah, it's going to be a long couple months without Drag Race, yeah. America, but we are going to get Dragula. We're going to get Drag Race UK. I feel like so, if we keep beating this dead horse, though, though not dead horse, it's still a live horse. <laughs> if we keep beating it, it's like it's going to die at season fifteen. It's fun, we... it's very possible. Or or RuPaul will say bye, and we'll get Bianca Del Rio's Drag Race. Or Alaska's Drag Race. I'll take. Oh, it, would, it would be Alaska before Bianca, in my yeah. opinion. Or the two of them are like the judges. Mm. Either way. I think they need more. I think we all should be grateful for Drag Race in our lives. Mm -hmm. That being said, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Gold. That's J-A-X-I-S-G-O-L-D. I will say that one more time for those hard of hearing. J-A-X-I-S-G-O-L-D. It's me and three golden retrievers. So 
Good luck finding me. I don't know. You um, are a golden retriever. I fully am. I'm hyper, I'm zanny, and my hair is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> and are you on Venmo? I am. You can find me on Venmo at TipJax. That's T-I-P-J-A-X. Once again, T-I-P-J-A-X. Ari Dirty, he was just doing uh, sign language. Don't worry. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. The biggest thanks to Jax for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.